Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm your host, Ariane. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach, and you are currently listening to the 51st episode of the Neptunian Serenity podcast. In today's episode, we'll be doing a tarot reading, especially for the sign of Aquarius, Sun, Moon, Rising, and the theme of this reading will be chaos. So, welcome my beautiful Aquarius babies. How are you? I hope you're well. Thank you for being here. I hope you're as excited as I am for this reading today for you. Um, First things first, happy birthday, my beautiful Aquarius sons. Um, I hope that uh, you are, you've had a great year and you, and you will have an even better one to i mean it's a great birthday gift to you that saturn is almost out of aquarius today in um in 2023 right that's definitely um (laughs) you're definitely probably gonna have a better year than last year so yay um (laughs) happy birthday um if you want to get a solar return chart reading because if you don't know we have our natal chart in astrology but we also get a new chart every single year uh on our birthday uh for the year ahead so i do uh read the these charts so if you want to get give yourself a little birthday treat if you love astrology if you like my energy and you want to get an idea of what your year ahead is going to be like then definitely look into that i have a link in the description to book that but um yeah i didn't plan on like promoting my stuff i just wanted to say happy birthday so (laughs) we are doing your reading today on the theme of chaos and this is the theme that i've chosen for aquarius season so this is your theme on your reading on your theme so congrats um i didn't choose it because aquarius are chaotic um (laughs) what i mean by chaos reading i chose it because you know you're ruled by the planet uranus and uranus does rule chaos amongst other things so that's why i chose it okay it's not a roast i promise um well, you know, being chaotic is morally neutral anyway, but um, what do I mean by chaos reading? Because that's what we're going to be doing for you today. Uh, as I said, we don't. I don't really mean like being chaotic or not chaotic. What I mean by that is um, chaos with a capital C. Chaos as like a great force of the universe. You know how we say that the universe only functions through a balance of order and chaos. That is a type of chaos that we're talking about today. And chaos is also in Greek mythology, the first ever deity or entity to um, exist or divine energy to exist before any other titans or gods. So it's kind of like an even in theology, it's regarded as like the state of the world before any godly intervention. So there's something about chaos that's kind of like the energy of um, or beginning like or foundations. So that's the type of chaos that we're going to be talking about. And that's often a word and a concept that we have a negative connotation around as human beings because in our individualized um, perspective, chaos feels much greater and bigger than us and stronger than us, which it is, which can be scary for us. Um, and, you know, whenever there is change, we're out of our comfort zone. But chaos, we need chaos just as much as we need order in our life. Otherwise, you would always get stuck and stagnant somewhere. So the energy of chaos can be very welcomed, even though it doesn't necessarily feel good. That's not what it's about. Um, so today's reading is going to be about, we're going to be asking, how is this energy of chaos showing up within your life right now and within you? And how can you learn to, how can you learn to work with it instead of against it? Because like any other like 
energy, you know, when we're talking about spirituality, like you can work with the energy of love, of abundance, of this and that. Well, you can also learn to work with the energy of chaos. And sometimes that's very beneficial. And that's just the, the theme that I was, I was feeling intuitively guided to for uh, this month's series. So if you don't know how we do things here over at the Neptunian Serenity Podcast, every single month I do 12 uh, episodes, right? One for each zodiac sign where I do a tarot reading. And every month we, um, I really go in depth and it's really fun. And every month we have a new theme and the theme is always has something to do with the current zodiac season that we're in when I record it. Okay, you don't have to be in a current season to listen to this reading. Uh, the reading and the message itself that's going to come through the cards is going to be timeless. So trust that whenever you find it is when it's meant to find you and it should apply to your current present moment. But I'm recording this during career season, so it has that energetical imprint in this reading. Okay, enough talking about this. Let's just get into your reading right now. Let's go. All right, everyone. So let's get into your reading, shall we? I hope you're excited. If you want to see your cards, just a little PSA. If you want to see your cards, because that's kind of like the only thing you don't have when you're listening to a tarot reading instead of watching it i get it um you know there's other pros to listening uh in a podcast format but if you want to see your cards you can just um first of all i recommend that you go look at them after listening to the reading because i think it's part of the you know i haven't pre-pulled all of your cards and i think it's part of the experience to get the surprise of what comes through even for me because i i'm also getting the surprise as i read for you but uh, at the end of the episode, if you want to do that, just head over to my Instagram, Neptunium.Serenity, and look through the highlight on my profile called Podcast, and you should find it. And I'll like label it, like there's going to be a little thing on the top, like saying Aquarius Chaos Reading with your episode number. Okay, but that was just a little PSA. Let's just get into the reading. So here's how we're going to proceed. I don't have like a pre-planned structure for this series of readings because, you know, I mean, it makes sense. This is about chaos so it makes sense that it didn't feel right to try to come up with a pre-planned structure for all the readings in the series so i really just go with the flow with what i feel called uh which text i feel called to use and when and in what way for each uh reading but i people i pre-pulled a few cards for you here most of them we're not going to take a look at right now we're going to wait until the end to look at them but we're going to start with one card that I pre-pulled for you. This is from the Akashic Oracle. It is um very beautiful. Okay, on the, in this deck, every card like there's two sides to each card. I mean, obviously, but like there's something on each side. Um, on one side there's like a written message, and then on the other side there is like a what looks like like it was a painting. It's a very it's a different illustration for each card. It's very beautiful. Yours is has a lot of pinks and purples and um, there's some flowers in it. So that is the, the slide that I'm seeing, but I haven't seen the message behind the card. So we're going to start with that. And then we're just going to pull some uh, tarot live and really get into the nitty gritty of the message and finish with the other pre-pulled oracle cards I mentioned. Okay, so that's how we're going to do it. Let's just start and look at your message with this first card. And it is 2 2 on the recording time when I say that. So nice. <laughs> open my heart to joy when you are fully connected and engaged in your life your heart brims with joy it is not something you can control it happens naturally find ways to fill yourself up treat yourself and your creativity more generously accept the opportunities that present themselves 
worry less about money, and discover what really brings you happiness. Okay, interesting, and it's a lighthearted message to start with. So maybe for you, the energy of chaos is about learning to enjoy your life day to day a bit more. But let's just pull some, it's kind of premature to uh, make a lot of hypothesis based on just one card. So let's just go with the tarot and pull more cards and see what's really going on here. Oh, fascinating. Okay, hold on. I'm using the fountain tarot right now, by the way. I always mention it. <sighs> Should I mention the decks I'm using like at the end of the reading? Because I've always done that. You know, I used to do my readings on YouTube in like video format. Um, which I have, you know, my YouTube is also Neptune's ready and they're all still up. So, you know, there's a bunch of older content you can check out on there as well. A lot of fun stuff. I was doing mostly pega piles and a lot of different themes. So feel free to look into that if you like all my readings or if you want to get my readings in like a video format, I have it too. Um, but I would always, you know, in the description of the video, I would always list the decks I was using because... Because it's fun to know, and I know, like, when I watch readings, like, sometimes I want to know what the deck is, because it's pretty, and I want to have it too. So I always, it's always nice when um, the person lists them, so I've always done that. And in the podcast format, I just kind of um, say, I mean, it's not as important, because you're not really seeing the cards when I'm using them, but I've always just mentioned it anyway. And since I'm not doing a video... If I don't mention it in the reading or if I don't write it down somewhere, even I'm going to forget which one I used, which ones I used. So I just mention them as I pull the cards. Like, oh, I'm going to use you be using this one right now. But would you prefer if I just um, list them at the end, like in the audio file, but like at the end of the reading, like when I say I'm done, I, I say like, I used the Akashic Oracle and this one and this one and this one. Let me know if you have a preference, okay? Um, yeah, or, you know, when you, um, if you check the video on my Instagram to look at your cards and there's one deck that you want to know what it is, you can always just ask me. But yeah, okay, well, that was perfect because I just finished pulling the cards for you. So awesome. <laughs> so I'm using the Fountain Tarot and then I also used the Star Child Tarot to pull some clarifiers, which is nice. And, you know, it's been a long time since I, well, uh, well, I think I did this recently once, but it's been a long time since I used two different decks, like one to just pull the first message and one to like clarify, like in the same spread. Um, I often just use one tarot deck and then like some different oracle cards. So that's fun. Um, it's different. So maybe there's something for you about like duality. I don't know. Or about letting yourself enjoy things that are quite different from each other. Because especially these two decks, the um, the art and the aesthetic is actually quite very different, um, these two. But okay, let me tell you what your cards are. At the bottom of the decks, multiple here, you have the death card. And then you also have temperance in reverse. Very interesting right away. Then the first card that came out for you, which is why I was like, oh, that's interesting, is the king of coins, right? The king of pentacles. Like, wow, king of coins. And then it ended up being clarified by the Hierophant. Wow, I mean, that's fascinating. I admit some cards, I kind of, I mean, I saw them with my eyes, but I didn't look properly at your 
spread because I was doing it quickly and I was talking to you at the same time. So I'm like, wow, it's clarified by the Hierophant, even I'm thinking that when I'm telling you. Um, we have the Knight of Cups in reverse clarified by the Seven of Swords. We have the Emperor, and I don't know why I feel called to say that to you, but it did like fall out in reverse, but I felt called to like put it upright. Um, so there's that. So you have the Emperor clarified by the Three of Wands. You have the Eight of Swords clarified by the Five of Crystals. Oh, I'm sorry. I had like a little hiccup. And then you have the Star in reverse clarified by the Four of Cups. And I want to say like this Star card, when it, was, it first came out, I thought it was the fountain card which is like the special card in this deck because you know the fountain tarot because the imagery is a little bit similar so i got confused at first with that one um okay so those are your cards it, it's very interesting to me that um let's let's start by talking about money because i feel like that's a big theme for you here um because your first card open my heart to joy um it did say worry less about money and discover what really brings happiness. And then you got the queen, the king of coins, first card that came out, clarified by the Hierophant, like that's powerful. But then you also have the eight of swords clarified by the five of crystals, showing that you do worry a lot about money. Um, but at the same time, you have the power to create a lot and to be abundant. And not only being abundant, but being comfortable with money and what i mean by that is not just like having enough money to live comfortably i mean being comfortable having money talking about money because we all have very complicated relationships with money right i mean poverty trauma is real capitalism fucking sucks and at the same time we're forced to always think about money or always um talk about money because it permeates like every aspect of society almost um yeah so most of us have very complicated relationships with money and it's something i'm also noticing is i keep moving your spread around like i keep because it wasn't centered so i moved it a certain way but then i was like no that's not right i moved it again then i'm like oh it's not right any again like that's also something i noticing so i don't know if you're like a little bit of a perfectionist or you're just a bit um you're very orderly like it's important for you for things to be straight and to be in a specific way or i don't know maybe you do that when you're nervous maybe you do that maybe you're the type of person who um like does like stress cleaning that's always been very funny to me. I almost wish I, I almost wish I could do that. Because <laughs> me and cleaning, like, ooh, there's not much that can um motivate me to do that. But what needs to be done needs to be done. Cleaning is a very strange aspect to me, to like the human experience and the, the earth, because it's like like we live on in a place, we live on a fucking planet, and then we build houses, and then you know, we live in them, we use them, etc. And it's like, you have to clean, which is like, okay, fine, that makes sense to me. But then after some time, it gets dirty again, so you have to clean again. And then it gets dirty again, and you have to clean again. Even if you don't use a house, if it, like a house is abandoned, it gets super dirty. Even if it's just dust at first. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's, it's an unending cycle. Why do we always have to fucking clean just to exist? Anyway, 
<laughs> that's my neurodivergent rant. Um, but it makes no fucking sense to me. I don't know, maybe I just don't have enough earth in my chart. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's refocus on you here. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering what your relationship to money is like. It's definitely not one that's uh, free-flowing and relaxing. Um, and something that's also confusing to me about your spread is like, when it comes to money, you have one side that's like king of coins. I almost said king of cups, sorry, because it's, you know, coins with like a C. And usually I'm used to like pentacles, king of coins and the higher font. Which usually when that comes up, it's someone who's very comfortable with money and has a lot of it. And But then eight of swords clarified by the five of crystals. Oh, I forgot to mention crystals in this in that deck. The coins, you know, we're using two different decks, which first of all is already confusing. Maybe for some of you when you're listening but not seeing we're using two different decks and then both decks pentacles are not called pentacles and they're called something different (laughs) in the first deck coins are pentacles which that's obvious enough but the other deck the crystals are the pentacles that's a little bit less obvious okay so here is it's the eight of swords clarified by the five of pentacles that you have and that's very much showing us um not just anxiety around money but genuinely struggling with money right so five of pentacles card and sometimes about poverty so i don't understand whether like you're rich or you're poor kind of thing <laughs> i don't understand what's your current truth or your current reality just from looking at these cards um I don't know, maybe your life experience with money has been that you've had moments where you had a lot and you've had moments where you had almost none. So you've had like a lot of extremes. Maybe you have Scorpio ruling your second house. Um, Doesn't have to be, but that's the vibe. Um, Or Pluto in the second house or something like that. Which, if you have Pluto in the second house, makes sense that you're a bit obsessed with uh, money and thinking about money and... um, obsessively chasing money as a survival uh, method. That's what people with Pluto in second house tend to do. Which, yes, you do need money to survive in a capitalistic uh, world, but um, these people can be become too obsessive sometimes, or, you know, they become obsessive with the idea of surviving when they already have enough to sustain themselves. Um, so I'm wondering if something like that is going on with you. Hmm... Because it's either, it's either that right now you don't have a lot of money and you're stressed out about it and you have the potential to get into this King of Coins Hierophant mode of like when you pursue like your highest path or your life path or whatever, you're going to have the opportunity to make a lot of money and the possibility to make a lot of money or it's that you are already objectively rich but you stress out about money as if you were poor. It's like one of those two. But they're kind of like opposites, right? But are they really opposites? Because, I mean, technically, yes, but also it's kind of like opposite signs on the, on the zodiac. They seem opposite, but deep down, they have very a lot of similarities because the, the thing that unites both of those situations is um, money trauma or very big discomfort with money itself. Hmm. So do you believe in your capacity to create money? Do you believe that you 
deserve to get money for the work that you do or the work that you want to do. That's something else as well because the King of Coins clarified by the Hierophant tells me that um, you're meant to be a teacher or a guide in some way or that is something that you could pursue and uh, make a lot of money in but it also has some it also has to do with um it's not just like oh if you did that you would be rich i think it's it would also like fulfill your soul and be emotionally fulfilling and, and exciting um because i'm not getting that you're being advised to just go and a feel that you hate or just don't care about just to make money off of it but i think some of you already know that some of you already want that yeah, some kind of teacher or guide or mentor. Could be something religious or spiritual. And obviously even the the word teacher, I mean, that can that's a very broad thing because there's a lot of people who don't work in a job where the job title is teacher or they don't work like in a school. But what they do is teach. So, you know, keep it broad if you're if you start considering that. Keep your mind open as to how this could show up and how this could manifest because it could um show up in many different ways if you're already pursuing that i think this is very aligned for you congratulations and i think that it will help you with your money it is definitely something that you can make money in okay if that's something that you've been wondering or stressing out about like can is that really a possibility for me to do this full-time and be comfortable enough monetarily yes it's absolutely a possibility you'll have to work for it um you know obviously just hard work to uh make your name known um or you know if you have a business it takes time and, and effort and, and authenticity and creativity to rule to rule what to run a business um and it often takes multiple years to um make a, a living wage off of it so that's also something to be aware of because you know the king of coins is not as quick moving energy uh, pages that tell you that you can manifest like a billion dollars tomorrow um be wary of that <laughs> manifestation is real but it's never as simple as that and you know most of the time it's really simple when it comes to businesses it's really just like keep trying keep showing up keep you know um being passionate keep making offers keep posting online and you know developing connections with your um, clients or something like that and uh, keeping authentic and keeping ethical and all that kind of stuff and over time you will build something uh, worthwhile and have a legacy eventually but almost the thing is in life when you manifest things quickly which it does happen sometimes but it's not like as huge as like you'll manifest a million dollars tomorrow you know it's not like that but sometimes you do manifest things quickly but when you do that you don't have a typically when something like a big blessing comes into your life very quickly you didn't have to work hard for it that's not a bad thing by the way but it also means that it can be taken away from you quickly whereas to have something where you have a really strong foundation you um it takes a longer time to build it it's kind of like manifesting or creating something in like Ju the jupiterian way versus the saturnian way this is very saturnian for you so you also want to start to learn working with your saturn placement and um embodying it yourself instead of projecting it onto somebody else because that's also the thing with saturn is you know it represents all kinds of authority figures in our lives it often represents masculinity well what does masculinity means but you know i it's often represents our father 
you know, our bosses, that kind of, uh, those kinds of people. And it can be hard for us to, you know, as we grow up and become adults, and especially when you go through your Saturn return, it's time to also start seeing yourself as your Saturn. That can be difficult. I think especially for women, because we, you know, we live in a fucking patriarchal bullshit world where we're trying to be, the world always tells us that we're small and um, we need a man to make decisions for us, whether we're told that directly or indirectly. But the truth is you have authority over your own life. You are a figure of authority in your own life. And you can be that Saturn boss. You can be that archetype of the boss, the archetype of the master, the archetype of, um, you know, the, the hardworking person who has great accomplishments over time and is very disciplined. And if you don't see yourself in your own Saturn, it's hard to reclaim it. It's time to reclaim it. Um, feel free to book an astrology session with me to talk about if you want to look into your Saturn, like what your Saturn placement actually is, what it means for you, and uh, to get some tips and help on how to reclaim it for yourself if you feel like you don't know, you, you don't have that currently and you don't know how to do that. Um, I absolutely can help you do that and it would be my pleasure. Just book a session at the link down below and you can let me know in, the, in like the little notes that you came from here and that you want to focus on Saturn and I'd love to have you. Um, yeah, because King of Coins and the Hierophant, both of those archetypes speak of mastery, speak of hard work, speak of being a figure of authority. So if you're not even comfortable being a figure of authority in your own life, how could you be confident to become a figure of authority to other people or in a certain field? That's the thing here. Because I think some of you here, you have big dreams, but you don't realize that, that you don't even feel comfortable being a figure of authority for yourself. So you have to, and that's the thing, when you follow your dreams or when you start a business, I, I keep getting business, so definitely some of you here are thinking about doing that or being self-employed in some way. Uh, not everyone, but you could be uh, desiring that. Like when you run, when you have a business, or even when you're just following your dreams and kind of going for something a bit less unco- a bit less conventional, um, it challenges you a lot, and you have to do a lot of inner work. That's the thing. Honestly, if you have a business, the best thing you can do for your business is do your inner work, because your wounds and your fears were constantly are going to be triggered, and it's really just about not giving up and showing up anyway, and showing up ethically and creatively and lovingly and all that kind of stuff and openly. But it will keep triggering you. Like I can speak from her firsthand experience. It will trigger your biggest fears. Uh, but it's still going to be worth it. But sometimes it's going to be hard. So the thing is, if you were to start your business right now, or if you already have it, if you were to like become really successful the way that you want to be, if you were to be that right now, it would make you uncomfortable. That's the thing you don't realize. And it doesn't mean that oh, you can't have that because it makes you uncomfortable. But it's like, you have to work through that if you want to be to a point where you are comfortable. See, comfort is something that we keep going back to. I said that at the beginning, like learning to be comfortable with money. And I mentioned it, I don't just mean having enough money to live comfortably. I also meant being comfortable with the idea of money. And I feel like this goes all together because you see, you kind you know, Because deep down, like, you 
if you think if you're planning on selling your services or products or being employed by people at like a really good rate of money it's a lot easier to do that like you to be you have to learn to be comfortable and therefore you have to see yourself as being worthy of that because the thing is you know for example if you're like selling I mean I don't know what you would be doing but if you would um if you were selling like a one hour session of whatever um for like 150 bucks you're gonna freak out if you have imposter syndrome or if you're like oh my god like what I do is not that good and who would pay 150 bucks or what if they pay and then they're like they say I'm not that good and then they complain or they tell me like they want to be refunded like those are all fears that will probably come up when you start because I'm getting some most of you haven't started okay those are things that are going to come up so those are things that you want to start tackling and doing inner work on already okay so you have kind of like a, 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 a an advance um in terms of like when you start doing your business you're not you don't feel completely like you're jumping into the void. You've already been doing uh, some stuff um, when it comes to your inner work on it. You've already been doing some self-awareness because that's what I'm getting. Like your dream is to be very knowledgeable, very respected, very successful, uh, very fulfilled and happy with what you do. You know, have feeling like you have a sole purpose with, behind what you do and also earning a lot of money doing it. Um, and being seen and respected and well-known um, in your field or at least with like your clients but what that means is being a figure of authority and you're not comfortable currently with 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 being that that's what I'm seeing in your reading so that's what you need to work on hmm so yeah, and you know, this kind of inner work, it's going to take some time. And again, inner work is never fully... Inner work is kind of a... I think... Hold on, how do I want to say that? Because, you know, inner work, it's important to do. Everyone should do it. At the same time, you shouldn't lose yourself within that. And it's not good that you're, when your inner work becomes your entire life. And also, there isn't like an ending, like a finish line. So it's kind of like inner work. It's kind of like our part-time job. <laughs> inner work is kind of a part-time job when you're conscious and self-aware and you want to become better and have a better life. Um, treat inner work as a part-time job. And especially if you have a business or you're working for yourself, you're going for your dreams. I, I told you, doing your inner work is the most important thing. Like, even if you know, you might be tempted to just try to learn about business and learn about money and learn about, you know, the very, like, um, conventional, like, capitalistic dude bro, finance, finance dude bros, I'm stereotyping right now, but you know what I mean, right? You might be very tempted to take all those kinds of classes, and yes, they're probably going to help you, but even if you know all there is to know about, like, the marketing strategies and that kind of stuff, if you're not doing your inner work and listening to yourself and grounding and regulating your nervous system and challenging yourself emotionally um with your um emotional resilience like you're it's it's not really going to work out or you're going to freak out anyway so that's do both okay do both of those things yeah okay but there is a lot to unpack here 
with um which is why I said take like treat it as a part-time job um this whole inner work in general but also working on the specific pattern about authority figures and being of authority because I think one of the reasons you haven't fully identified with your Saturn and you know identified yourself as a figure of authority to your own life and reclaim that part of your personality and that part of your, of your birth chart is because I think you've had mostly negative um archetypes and um people in your life <sighs> that sentence does not make fucking sense <sighs> bear with me huh is that is this hard for you to to talk about when you're when that comes on the topping in your daily life because i'm struggling to speak right now i what i was trying to say is i think that the figures of authority that you've had in your life have been mostly negative and un- unhealthy, potentially unethical, that kind of thing. You know, things like your parents, especially your father, your bosses, your teachers, your um, re- uh, religious mentors and guides, um, whether you chose them or not. I think that you've had very negative experiences and you've seen... Because <sighs> authority... Is, is, is authority is inherently neutral that's the thing but when it's used for bad it can be very bad and very destructive and very violent but when it's used healthily and with a good mindset and with a good heart and while still considering everyone's humanity it's a good thing and it can do a lot of good that's the thing but you don't really see that you don't really think that or understand that because you've only seen the negative parts of it which I think is why I pulled the emperor in reverse and I put it upright um everyone needs like good examples of masculinity and authority figures and I think that you haven't had many which is why you don't want to associate the idea of authority with yourself because for you that has an inherent negative connotation and also because thinking about the concept of authority and authority figures and thinking about redefining that for yourself implies going deep down within your well of emotions and your past and digging up all that uncomfortable stuff that's happened to you or remembering all those shitty people or how they treated you like shit. And that's very painful and very understandably so, which is why like this part of your inner work, it's, it's a big part of it and it's going to take a long time, but you will have to do that to rethink about those people to heal some things, to make peace with some things, to allow yourself to be angry about some things of the past. Um, for you to reclaim this, because that's the thing, these people still have power over you in a, in a way. If you don't reclaim your Saturn for yourself. You know, but this is a lot. And depending on what happened to you specifically or how they treated you, you know, this might be best to unpack in like actual therapy. Um, so that's my advice. I also feel, so I think those people might have been aggressive. Um, but I also think that um, with the Knight of Cups in reverse and the Seven of Swords, I feel like you've had uh, a lot of figures of authority or people you needed to trust especially when you were a child who just lied to you or were being deceptive or hiding things from you that they shouldn't be hiding um and i think that you also didn't get enough love enough 
tenderness from these people or a lot of people when you were a child you didn't get a lot enough love and tenderness especially not love expressed like verbally like i love you you're doing great i'm proud of you so i'm saying it to you now i love you you're doing great i'm proud of you and i mean it okay so i hope that reaches your heart i hope that's healing for you because you didn't there's a lot of people who should have told you those things who didn't and i think that with clarified with the seven of swords they also potentially manipulated you or lied to you or hid things from you they were just very shady and that was quite traumatizing for you understandably especially if you're like were a very young child especially if this was like your parents because that's when we learn that's when we develop like or attachment um dynamics so when that is wounded and messed with like we recreate that all the time in our other relationships which is it's not something that's dooming you because you can always heal it and work on it and become more aware of it later on but um I mean, childhood trauma is really fucking sucks. Let's just say it. And it does change you forever. And it is really unfair. Um, so yeah, let's acknowledge that. Um, I'm sorry you went through whatever it is that you went through. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't really need to know. And it's going to be different for each person. But it's it's shitty. And it, it impacted you a lot still to this day. That's what I'm seeing in this spread. Um, okay. But I do think that we are being guided to talk about this here because you are wanting to pursue this path. You are wanting to maybe open this business business if that's what it is for you. And also because you're stressed out about money a lot. Um, and I do think when you do all this inner work, it's going to automatically help you become more comfortable with money. And if you feel like you don't have very good financial literacy, like, yes, it would be a good moment to look into that. Although I think maybe... Oh, what? Hold on. I just saw something in one of the cards I wasn't seeing earlier. So I got distracted. What the hell? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, What I was saying is... Yeah, look into financial literacy... Although feel free to um, start this emotional inner work before you start the financial literacy classes or whatever. Because it's going to help if you're already like healing stuff. Like don't throw yourself into it. Okay, the reason I got distracted is because I was looking at the Five of Crystals card um, here. And there's um, the imagery. It's very, There's a lot of green on it, which is interesting. There, there isn't a lot of green in this deck. But a lot of green, like emerald deep green. And it kind of looks like a temple, the inside of a temple with like a lot of columns. And then there is like a portal, like a doorway. And then it's like the, the sky behind the universe, that kind of thing. And then there's like five moons here representing like the pentacles or the crystals because it's, you know, five crystals. I just realized in the fucking moons, there are animal faces. Like what? And, you know, like the five moons, like the first one is the biggest and then the, you know, it goes, it gets smaller. So hold on, let me look very closely. I think there's only faces in the first two because that's what I'm seeing. The first one, there's a cat and then the, the, the other one, there's a wolf. And I have, I've had this deck for a long time and I've never noticed that. Like, are you kidding me? And there's another card, the four of cups, which has a cat too. So, huh. Do you have a cat? Maybe cats are special to you. You have a special connection to a cat. Um, because Fire of Crystals is underneath the Eight of Swords, maybe this cat um, 
or your special connection with cats in general helps you like decompress when you're stressed out and helps you like regulate your nervous system if you don't have a cat maybe consider it and that could help you and also it's always fun to have a cat cats are great um but the wolf that's so interesting like what maybe you should google the symbolism of those animals um hmm interesting like that's that just feels so random i always thought it was a freaking moon then i'm just talking and looking at it and i'm like wait is that a fucking cat face in the moon what (laughs) okay um i wanted to look in the booklet just to see if they mention the animal faces and if it means anything because now i'm intrigued okay Hmm. It doesn't seem to be mentioning them. Okay. God damn it. But that was a fun distraction. But I did want to um look in the booklet to read about the three of wands because it feels very central to your message because it's like in the central column and it's underneath the emperor. And I just feel called to... It's a very beautiful imagery and I just feel called to read about it. So let's see. The Three of Wands marks a time in your life where when you can look to the future with total clarity. This wisdom comes from having the foresight to walk your own path with confidence as you move forward. Your hard work has paid off, but it is not time to rest just yet. You are now gaining momentum and achieving your dreams and are aware of how your creativity has the potential to expand your goals to the next level. You have a wonderful system of support from friends or family members, which strengthens your enthusiasm. The Three of Wands also indicates a state of understanding. You know what it takes to reach your goals. Additional meanings. Being visionary, expanding your horizons, listening to your intuition, looking upward. Upward, sorry. All right. Okay, so that's exciting. And there is... We didn't talk a lot about the star in reverse and the Four of Cups. So... Hmm, what is that about? What is that about? Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm not getting much from this intuitively. And I feel like I talked about everything else except this. Okay, let's read the Fourth Cups from the book. Let's see what it says and if it inspires me to go on a tangent. Tangent. It could be that you are missing out on an opportunity if you are being distracted by external forces. It is a sense of restlessness and boredom which has you feeling stuck in a rut. Are there issues from your past that are weighing on your present situation? If you are fearful or indifferent about making a change, you may continue to dwell in a state of limbo. This card may also suggest that there is something you may be overlooking. Perhaps a solution is closer than you think. You have a system of love and support in your life. How can you connect with this? Is there anything you are taking for granted? Take a moment to meditate on the aspects of your life that are you are truly grateful for. See the positive highlights rather than focusing on the negativity. Additional meanings, dip- disappointment, apathy, boredom, contemplation, stress. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense with the rest of um, the reading. I think that, um, again, also... These messages of like feeling stuck in a rut, these are showing up a lot in these chaos readings because you know, most of the time when we need the chaos to kind of roll over here and like switch things out, it's because we're stuck in a rut. 
which again helps us understand that chaos can be a very good thing and we often need it um yeah some of you you know that you want to pursue this whatever this is but you're hesitating making the move or making a move it could be something specific you know that you need to do like quitting your current job or looking into registering your business name legally or I, I'm sorry, I keep talking about business. For It's not all of you about a business, but I don't know, like signing up for school or whatever it is, right? Um, but you're not really making a move. You're kind of stuck and you're kind of restraining yourself. And I think some of you are even like, I think some of you might be here because you're like, why do I, why can't I fucking do this? Like, why do I not do the move? Why do I not just do it? It's not procrastination, okay, it's not, it's also not because it's the wrong thing for you, it's because doing this, which also implies, personally, this is also implying, especially if you're having a business, but even if you're, if you're not starting out a business, like, the, the, you're pursuing this because it feels right for you, and it's your dream, and somehow, even if it's not a business, there's something about, like, independence here, like for which is why I was like some of you are just like self-employed or you're going to be like working as a consultant or something or you're going to have to like sell yourself in some way um or you know sell your products but you know what I mean like do some marketing and get yourself out there you're not going to be like just employed nine to five by a big company um yeah this is about independence and you know I we have two images of cats and I know I have a you know cats are very independent animals as we know and I have a an animal deck. We're not using it today. We I have a, a spirit animal deck um, that has a cat card on it. And the message on the cat card is claim your independence. So there you go. That could be why this is showing up for you, this imagery of cats. Um, this is about you test, taking your destiny in your own hands. And I think that a lot of you, because of all of this troubling relationship that you've had with authority you still see yourself as like just a little girl or just a little boy or, you know, just a little child because that's how you were made to feel by these unhealthy authority figures in the, in the, in the past. And especially if you are a woman or you were socialized as a woman, that's kind of like what patriarchal society tells all women in general. Even just the fact that we say girl to talk about like an adult woman is kind of weird. Um, cause you know, if for men, like we don't, we say guy, but we don't say boy like that boy, like, you know, that's like, sounds like, um, childish, but for grown women, we'll literally see, we're gonna say girl, which is weird, isn't it? So, I'm saying that to, like, validate that you're feeling this way, and also say, like, it's not just because of you, or because what happened to you, there's also a lot of things in our society that, that are, like, against you in that sense, but this is about you claiming your independence, and I think that what you're pursuing, either you were never encouraged to be enterprising or independent enough or you were never believed to be competent enough to just rule your own life or to do something as wild as like pursuing something more personal or something more like business-like it takes a lot of guts and I think that the people who raised you didn't really think that you would be ever competent to do that and because of that you've also you also believe that so Whatever is this move that you're not making that you know you need to make next, to do next, the reason you're not making it is because it's making all of those very complicated emotions from the past come up. 
that are not healed and I think a lot of them are things that you've been pushing back for a long time with the star in reverse and above the four of cups right showing us that like healing did, did not take place and it's been blocked and that's okay and normal and natural to just kind of like block some things out that were traumatizing or hurtful but the thing is you can't ignore it anymore because this is like that pursuing this dream it's going to be great it's going to be fun it's going to you know it's not always going to be like magical but it's going to be getting fulfilling for you and you have a lot of potential to be successful and also it will be very challenging for you especially when it comes to this pattern or this wound of yours which is why it needs to come out right now because you need to understand this and because it would be best if you start tackling it now so yeah, you'll need to have courage to really, I did say earlier, like you're, you will have to open up those past wounds and go down that fucking emotional well and, you know, go deep and unearth that fucking bullshit from like 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever that you don't want to think about anymore. Um, you will have to do that if you um, want to pursue this and want to be successful and want to work on this. Obviously, otherwise it's up to you, but... Um, it's for the best and it's going to help you with your dream. So remember that. That's why you're not making the move. Or or that's why you're not getting an opportunity. If you're like waiting for a response for someone who's... Like if you've been applying to places and you're waiting for someone to hire you and call you back. Or you're, you apply for like a study program and you are waiting for your... Um, whether you're accepted or not. There could be something energetically where you need to be aware of this, um, to accept it, yeah, okay, so that's what I'm getting from these cards, great reading for you today, this is really nice, um, it's very interesting, I don't think I've ever had a reading like this, so it's really, really cool, 44, 44 on the recording time when I'm saying that, so yay, And, you know, even though we're talking about a lot of, of um, challenging topics, like, I, I feel like this is a pretty hopeful and optimistic reading uh, overall because it does show that you can do this. This thing that you want to pursue on your own, you can do it. And you have the potential to be really successful and really happy and really stable within it and also really rich. Um, so that's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> think about it. Visualize that. Think that. Take that as your motivation when you're in the midst of like doing the work that's really uncomfortable to do. Take, you know, you're going to be motivated to keep going by visualizing your dream and be like, yeah, that's, that's really what I want to do. That's what's going to motivate you. So think about that too. Remember that it's a promise that you have the possibility to make it happen. I'll say it, I'll say it that way. Okay, so I hope that this exciting to you and hopeful and um, helps you be optimistic and believe in yourself and in your dream and your project. Okay, the last thing we're going to do is reveal your oracle cards that I've pre-pulled from the beginning. And these are cards from the Goddess Power Oracle, so there's a goddess on each card. And um, when I pulled these cards, also I didn't look at them, they're face down, didn't look at them, don't know what they are. I'm going to get the surprise just like you. So I'm excited to see how it all ties in. Because often it ties in quite well with the reading. 
I'm sorry, I keep having like little hiccups. Um, when I pulled those goddess cards, I asked, and that's really the power of intuition because I didn't know what the reading was going to be about. But what I felt guided to ask was, um, how can Aquarius um, move forward? Or who is helping Aquarius move forward, right? Like which goddess? And that's kind of what we're seeing here because you've been feeling blocked or not taking action that you know you want to take, um, but you're not taking it. So this is going to help you. These are the This energy and the goddesses that come through are, are helping you get out of this energy and move on this path. And if you have a spiritual practice, you can uh, call on these goddesses to um, help you when you're struggling with this challenge and you know pray for them, do offerings for them, or just uh, call them in when you um, are struggling with these these things that we talked about today because they're helping you with this, okay? Alright, so I'm excited. You have four cards. Let's reveal the first two together. Oh my god. <laughs> first card, we have Epona with wise leadership. Are you serious? That is so, I mean, great and synchronistic. Number 14. And then you also have Mama Kocha with water number 33 all right awesome and then you also have yuki onna with stillness number 52 and you have hera alliance number 21 all right beautiful so we're gonna read from the booklet the messages of these goddesses i don't know if we're gonna do all of them if we have time maybe yes but we'll see Let's start with Epona. And Epona and Mama Kocha are in reverse, but it doesn't mean that they're not helping you or that the message is, message is uh, opposite. It just means that it's a alignment message instead of an empowerment message in the booklet. But okay, let's read Wise Leadership because that feels especially uh, relevant for you. Epona, Wise Leadership number 14. Being overly assertive and determined to take action is not in your favor at this time. If you feel afraid of making a mistake or worry that you will somehow compromise yourself or disappoint someone else, consider this a time to regroup and assess the details. As the goddess Epona knows, not all paths are meant to be explored. Not all battles are meant to be fought. Not all opportunities will pan out. Beware of the tendency to overreach. You have come a long way, and the best leader knows when to take a break. Your task is to hold back and breathe deeply, trusting fully that when the time comes to act, the goddess Epona will guide you. You don't want to act too soon out of fear and insecurity or even by hubris, as you will surely slip and lose your stance. Take heart, for this is the perfect moment for a time out to see what the goddess Epona truly has for you. The divine has you safe and secure. You just need to wait. Okay, interesting. And then let's read Mama Kocha, Water. Overwhelm and empathy overload has opened up a tidal wave of emotion that feels like it is threatening to engulf you. Feelings are unruly now, and you may discover that it's difficult to control them as you project their shadowy fears onto the screen of your life. The goddess Mama Kocha says your task now is to detach, step back, and allow your feelings to pass through you like water without judgment or disapproval. Let your fears be washed away with self-love and understanding. The world can be a chaotic place and uncertainty can create instability where people will act out in 
incomprehensible ways. Move to higher ground, say no to engaging, and wait. Now is the time to respond when you feel ready rather than react in the heat of the moment. Let the goddess Mama Kocha's waters of life hold you up and surround you like the fluid dead in your mother's womb. Let love be that water. Okay, kind of almost similar messages, isn't it? Like a uh, respond, don't react kind of thing. And the, and the thing is, both of these cards came out in reverse, and I put them on one side of my spread, and then your other two cards on the other side, and they're both upright, so it almost feels like those two, like, like opponent and Mamakacha go together, and maybe Yuki Onna and Hera are going to work together as well, so let's read those. Yuki Onna, Stillness, number 52. The Japanese goddess of winter, Yuki Onna, calls you to a practice of daily meditation and stillness to prepare you for greater productivity and results. Being open and receptive, slowing down, and allowing for time to dream activates your partnership with the universe so you can truly set your intentions in motion. Then, almost without effort, you discover their vibrational match in the world of form. Just as the life force quietly builds within a seed buried and under snow, so too will the energy build in the seed of your desires before manifesting with no effort on your part. You will find how easy it is to co-create while implementing a practice, practice of stillness and receptivity. Let others make the first move at this time as you assess and observe the world around you from the profound position of stillness and neutrality. In this way, the world becomes more intimate, yet you know to take nothing personally. When the goddess Yuki Onna comes to support you, be still. This calls in the miracles. The action now is non-action. Okay, awesome. And then let's read, last but not least, Hera, number 21, Alliance. The Greek goddess Hera, wife of Zeus, knew intimately that positive alliances lead to great power. At this moment, you're magnetized to receive aid from people who have greater wisdom and can help you to the next level. Perhaps it's a mentor who appears or someone in the know. Making connections with others and finding strategic partnerships are favored right now as you explore the nature of becoming empowered by association. This works well if you have a healthy sense of self-worth and if you are able to learn without diminishing yourself in any way. Right now, Hera is supporting you to form beneficial alliances for the greater good of all. When called to action or faced with, a, faced with a decision, ask, how does this benefit me and how can I serve the highest good as a result of this connection? You may also be called to give help to another who needs your mentorship. Give freely for only good will come of it. This is a wonderful time for all matter of connection and collaboration. All right. Yeah, I was also getting at the very, very beginning of the reading, I forgot to mention it, from this King of Coins higher font uh, combo that, yes, this was about you learning to embody this energy, but also that there could be like a mentor with this kind of energy coming into your life soon. So, um, yeah, well, I guess that's a confirmation, but I'll leave it at that for now. Okay, so Aquarius, that was your reading. That's what I'm getting here for you today. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that this was helpful and insightful. If it was, you can let me know by giving the podcast a five stars review. That really helps me out and it also helps more people find the podcast if you think these readings would be beneficial to more people and enjoyed by many more as well. 
You can also uh, make sure to follow the podcast if you'd like to get more from me. And if you'd like to get even more than the 12 readings I'm already putting out every month, you can by becoming a subscriber. So this is a new thing that I have, okay? And um, by paying only 15 Canadian dollars every month, which is about 11 USD dollars, um, you are getting, in addition to these 12 Zodiac-themed uh, readings, which I promise will always remain free, you're also getting at least one pick up pile every month on a different topic, okay? And not only that, but if you become a subscriber, you can request certain topics if you want me to do readings on certain topics, and I'm it's something that also inspires me and I want to do. Um, I would love to do that for you, so that's really exciting. It's a great uh, perk to become a subscriber, and um, yeah, we're always doing a pick up with a different theme, it's always very fun. And the readings you know, each pick up has three or four piles in the reading, so it's typically just as long as these. So meaning that for only $15 a month, you're getting three to four hours of additional content. I mean, that is such a steal. And if you enjoy this type of content I'm already putting out for free and it really helps you, I think that you will absolutely love my subscriber content as well. So if you want to become a subscriber, the link is in the description of the episode. I would love to have you. Um, you can sign up quite easily. And this month, the pickup how that we did, it's already up. It's episode 40. You can see it. Um, in the episode list, we did who would you be or who are you in a different dimension? And it was so much fun. It was, I mean, I, I, I had so much fucking fun. It was so great. And um, every single, obviously the theme was already unique, but every single pie was really different and really unique. And I think it's going to be so entertaining and also helpful for the people it will reach. So if you want to be one of those people... And also keep being on the lookout because we're going to keep making at least one, one pick up out every month. So when you become a subscriber, you would um, have access to all the other ones, the past ones I've already done, and also the new ones I'm going to keep on making. So definitely check that out. Um, if you don't want to subscribe, don't, if you don't want to become a subscriber, but you still want to support money, support me monetarily, you can do so just in one shot by like sending me a tip. Uh, there's a different link to do that down below. And if you'd like to alchemize this further with me, uh, come book a, an alchemy session with me one-on-one. -on -one. I would love to have you. All sessions um, are on Zoom, so we are in person and we see each other and we talk to each other. And it's really, really great. Um, it's a bit similar to this, but I get to help you in a more personalized way. And because you're giving me feedback and we're talking as we're doing the, the reading, you can confirm certain things for me and we, we can really help you reach the next level or transform your current issue into something else and um, really get give you more clarity and it's really really great so um, there's a link to book that with me down below and I also do you know other things like astrology sessions if you want to look into your Saturn for example as we said I would love to have you that would be really awesome and I think it would be really helpful for you um, but I cannot just intuitively know what your Saturn placement is I would need to see your chart so um, if you want to show that to me then book a session with me and yeah, I think I said everything I wanted to say. Oh, if you want to see your cards, go on my Instagram, as I explained earlier. Uh, follow me on there as well, and you can subscribe to me on YouTube. I'm at Neptunes Writing Everywhere. But thank you for being here. Please take care of yourself, my loves. Please keep going with your dream. This is a, an amazing uh, mission that you're giving yourself, an amazing dream to pursue. I wish you the best. You can do it. And um, I'll see you next time, my loves. Bye!